and more Christians say the usual ways of doing church no longer resonate in a contemporary postmodern culture. 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 Hey listeners, this is Josh, producer of Emerged. I wanted to hop in here on this Monday to provide you with some preview content of what we've been working on. You know, we're prepping to tell the oral history of the emergent movement, and I'm so excited about where this is headed and kind of the story that we get to tell. It's definitely fascinating to me. But I wanted to share with you this section from the conversations that Tripp had with Rachel Hald Evans. You know, they recorded 90 minutes for three different parts of a episode or show they were going to release that never did get released. But this is from 15 years ago. You can hear it in Trip's voice. It's like higher somehow. There's like a registered difference between now and then, which is like a funny aspect to this like little audio relic we have. But I think this is a really important section to show us kind of a, a, little, a little time capsule of the t- of emerged back then. You know, a lot of the content is people reflecting on what it was like back then, but this is actually taken from that time when a lot of these issues that they're discussing needed to be pushed on, kind of like those first few conversations, the the forerunners of these topics. And I say all that because they're talking about gay affirmation in the church. And Rachel talks about fundamentalism on the right and the left, which I find super fascinating, just considering where we're at today. But they're, they're talking about poverty and socioeconomics and just what it takes to have opinions on issues like this at the time. And you can just hear the wrestling and the nuance and even some of the hesitation of what it's like to bring these topics up at the time. You know, as far as gay affirmation, this isn't a topic that people are just able to discuss publicly easily at the time. I mean, I remember in high school, it was like the topic of gay affirmation was like so taboo, even bringing it up or listening to it was like forbidden, it felt like, just not a subject that was easily discussed. So there's a lot of courage, and I think it just took a lot to be willing to host these conversations for both of them and to air them, you know, for public scrutiny, even though this one didn't technically go there. That, that was the intent, right? To say these things in a public way, to hear what people had to say and kind of put themselves out there this way. Emerge is brought to you by its contributors. So I wanted to say thank you to everyone who has contributed. Um, it really means a lot and it really is how this is, you know, this model is if people help support it, it gives me time and us time to produce it and really like spend spend time on telling the story the way that we hope to. Um, if you'd like to contribute, you still can at EmergedPodcast.com. Um, it really would mean a lot. And without further ado, I'd like to hand you over to the content itself. Thanks so much, y'all. The problem I see and I feel myself is that it's like if you don't have the right opinion about this, you know, in one area, then you're out. Like, which really, I mean, like I was saying before, I mean, I'm familiar with fundamentalism from sort of the right but sometimes, you know, people on the left can be fundamentalists, too. And I, I do think it's problematic when you say, well, you have nothing left to offer because you don't fall in line here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I mean, I really can see both sides of this. I see, you know, they, it wasn't like it was their opinion. It's just an ad. Like, you know, yeah. it's a big deal. But then on the other hand, you don't want to alienate people. And then I also think about, you know, but for gays and lesbians, this probably feels like 
you know, I don't know, just another way to marginalize them. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, I really can see it from all angles, but what's, what's worrying to me as somebody who would really like to be more vocal as I personally try and, and mm-hmm. navigate this issue is that I, it's just a confirmation of the fact that no matter what I say, I'm going to get nailed on both sides and I'm going to get stuck in a category and I'll never be able to get out. And so I personally, I just kind of, and I know a lot of people who are in this position where they feel like they have to avoid it because they have to have their mind totally made up and they have to come down one way or the other, or they're out with somebody, you know, somebody's going to be mad. And I think we should be brave and we should say what we think, but, and I'm the kind of person who usually is very vocal about what I'm struggling with and what I'm working through. But on this issue, I have learned, you know, like, I'm afraid I'm going to have to wait until I have it all figured out because, (laughs) you know, like, I'll be stuck, whatever I say, you know, I'll be stuck there. And I think a lot of people feel in that position. And so the tragedy is that they're not able to work through it together because whatever you say can land, you, you can lose your job or you could lose your friendships or your readership or whatever it may be yeah. um, for simply not fitting into a category, you know? And yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's what troubles me about the whole, just the reaction was so strong. I was like, Oh boy. Well, I mean, I wouldn't tell my progressive friends that I have these thoughts and I won't tell my conservative friends that I have these thoughts. So I just, you can't, you'll get shut, shut out of the conversation. And, and so you just have to, it's too bad. I think they, I don't know. A lot of people are kind of struggling through this silently. Yes, like, like you're allowed to believe out loud, no matter what your opinion is, if you have it, but you can't think out loud. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Because it'll be held against you in the court it's of true. the biblioblagosphere. And, it's true. Yeah. And publishers such, I mean, I was talking to a publisher uh, that's a um, popular conservative evangelical one. And they said, Oh, well, we were really interested in this thing I sent them. You know, you're very po- you're very uh, vocal about being open and affirming, and that's that's very difficult for us. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, but yeah. but I mean, I know that there are people that's their tribe, and they're really close to them on that, right? And, and I know tons of people have published books. Their publishers would not have published if they were open about what they think. And that to mm. me is just really sad. It um, is really is either way and I, and another thing on the other side of it people and I most of my friends and family are not you know open and affirming right, right. Uh, I don't, I, and, and that's one thing that the, they're not all homophobes either do you see what I mean like right um, there, there's such a scale there's a scale a sliding scale when it comes to sexuality and there's a sliding scale when it comes to people's approaches to to human sexuality and so you know like not I don't know Everybody doesn't fit into these categories. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get the sense from the, the, the more progressive side that if you have any reticence on this or any questions or, you know, if you, you really want to understand or, 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 you know, stick to your interpretation of the Bible on this issue, that you must therefore, you know, mm-hmm. hate gay people. And that is just not true. No, I, I know a lot of people who are, they believe that homosexuality is a sin and they're they're very good loving people who who don't hate gay people. Now right. I you know whether or not you agree with that and whether or not you think that's the, the the right conclusion. It's just like anytime you start guessing on motives, it's just and there are homophobes out there too. Believe me, I, I've encountered those as well where they're just using the Bible to sort of support their yeah. hate. But then there are people who just really feel you know convicted that that this is you know this is what they believe and and. 
they're not all hateful. So it's just we just have to be careful about making any stereotypes one way or the other. It's just easier if it, it would be easier if if we fit into these categories, but we just don't. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I think that's why my biggest issue is how much of distraction this is. And yeah. uh, when the the Believe Out Loud campaign is a challenge not to conservatives or not to people who are mm-hmm. questioning. It's a challenge to those of us who are progressives who are welcoming and embracing of people no matter where they are in their understanding of their sexual identity, gender identifications. Mm-hmm. Because right. we want them to be welcomed at our church and get challenged to take the next step in their relationship with God, just like everyone does when dealing with their sexuality. But the church right. itself... If we fight about that, misses what are the biggest challenges to us as first world American Christians. And that's our addiction to violence and the benefits of the imperial economy system and all kinds of things that never get brought up. Because it's so much safer for us to play identity politics. Because American politics is okay playing that fight. And culture is more comfortable fighting about who you hang out with and who is acceptable to you than to question the structure that uh, supports the whole conversation as it already is framed. It's already framed by who gets right. to matter when the government tells you who can marry and who gets to matter when you go and watch TV shows. Are you allowed to have gay couples? And who matters, you know, like the, the right. word trying to, who matters when, when you perform ceremonies at your church and who gets to teach Sunday school? Can it be a lesbian mom? You know, all we're doing is fighting for people to be accepted in the world as it already is and not being prophetic about what actually changes the material lives of people and future generations who are going to have to live with our our ecological decisions we've made. Where do we go from here? Hey friends, if you if you want to hang out with us, then consider coming to Theology Beer Camp this October in Denver, Colorado. You'll not just get to hang out with us. There'll be 20 or so different podcasts. There'll be 20 or so different scholars, theologians, biblical scholars and such. And there'll be hundreds and hundreds of people who like asking big questions and aren't sure where, how together to do it. If you want to be a part of that, come taste the fun and delicious craft beverages. Come to camp theologybeer.camp. Check it out and we'll see you there.